Dirty Birds, what's going on, man? Uh, tough loss, lost by eight. Um, I look at that loss and I just say that kind of sums up uh, the year we've had. Um, had a chance to turn the corner late in the game, last drive. Uh, didn't find out a way to do it. Just didn't find out a way to win. And um, that's on a lot of guys. That's just not on uh, as far as the coach staff. That's on a lot. Of, that's on all the coaches. I can't just say this is Dan Quinn's fault. A lot of people want to pin all this on Dan Quinn. I, he is the captain of the ship, but uh, there are some important roles um, on the coach staff that uh, have a big role that you just can't overlook. And um, yeah, just that's it's just a tough loss. So um, let's dive in it real quick. Um, Man, uh, if you hear me talk about football, any, um, you get, well, let me start. Okay, first let me start off by saying amazing effort by Matt Ryan. Um, you can say, yeah, he had two picks, one fumble, and but he was sacked nine times, and he went to war without uh, Julio Jones, which is one of the best receivers in the league, and Austin Hooper, who is third in receiving touchdowns for tight ends, and also, I think, first in yards, so... Um, when you go to offense without two of your main stars and uh, there are three other weapons who replace those two guys are uh, undrafted guys as far as um, talent-wise. You went to war with uh, a lot less talent. And uh, to still put up 312 yards, two touchdowns, and to come within eight points in the, in the game-winning drive, uh, it's a tremendous effort. Um, I want to speak on that play where he did throw a pick to the six four six five lineman three hundred something to chase down to for him to chase him down that shows me a lot of heart. Uh, I know a lot of quarterbacks wouldn't do that um, as far as the Tom Brady's Drew Breeses of the world wouldn't chase uh, a lineman down maybe a corner running back or something like that but uh, a lineman they would stay uh, clear and just have rather have another chance. Um, when I look at that game and I look at this season um, last season it's just like. Find a way to win. Find a way. We were close. A lot of games. Uh, I remember last year the Dallas game, the Bengals game. Uh, this year, you know, what I'm saying the Colts game. We were almost there. We're almost there. Just turn the corner. Just turn it. And we have not. Um, even in the last three seasons, when you go back three seasons ago to the Philadelphia game, uh, another trip to the Super Bowl if Julio catches that ball, and it's like we're so close. Turn the corner. What is it? What is it? And um. If I could point to one guy on the field, not off the field, because coaching staff is a whole different podcast, whole different situation, and uh, what we're going to do next year, what I think we should do. But um, if I could point to one guy on the field, as far as your production hasn't helped, um, you are at a key position that is supposed to have production, you're just not doing it, um, it'd be Devontae Freeman. Um, even dating back to the Super Bowl, I can point to you key missed blocks that changed the outcome of that game. Um, I can show you key runs or fumbles throughout this year. Like just the, he just hasn't produced. He just hasn't produced at all. Um, a crazy stat: he had 17 carries for uh, for 51 yards. 17 carries, 51 yards. You just can't win a game like that. When we talk about complimentary football. The offense does not help the defense out like that. Um, just on Matt Ryan's end, Matt Ryan is is an all world quarterback. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's one of the best. He's top 10 right now. His job is to pass the ball, right? If everybody can agree, his job is to pass the ball. At, at, at all the people who've played NFL football, 
right now, currently ranked number 10, is Matt Ryan. So you can say he sucks, he did all that. Number 10 right now is Matt Ryan. And I think the five people in front of him, not the top, minus, minus Drew Brees and Tom Brady, everybody else is retired. So, yes, he will catch those guys. So when it's all said and done, he will be one of the best um, passers of the ball. With that being said, you don't ask him to win 16 games. That's a misconception of, of quarterback that the now and nowadays that uh, since you have so many quarterbacks win MVP, this quarterback-focused league and all that, you just have this perception that quarterbacks win you games, which that's true, but they don't win you all the games. I break it down to say they win you about one to two games in the regular season, and when it's come crunch time in the playoffs, that's when it's their time to shine. Other than that, everybody else has to fill in pieces. You got receivers that win you a couple of games. Running backs that win you a couple of games. Defense should win you a couple of games. Special teams should win you a couple of games. You should not put all the pressure on your quarterback. And the Falcons do that. When you hear, when you see a quarterback throwing 50 times, 45 times the week before that, 42 the week before that, it's like they're just putting it all on Matt saying, win you games. Win game, win game, win. And that's not his job. You look at Drew Brees. Drew Brees threw 35 times. Against us. Matt Ryan had 38 completions. You see the difference there? They, when you, even when you look at Tom Brady. You look at his numbers. They don't ask him to, to throw the ball 50 times a game. Aaron Rodgers. They don't ask him to throw it 50 times a game. That's unheard of. And the, the sole reason why they're asking Matt Ryan to do so much. Is because the running back has not picked up the, his part of the slack. Devontae Freeman, 17 touches for 51 yards. That is terrible. And when you talk about complimentary football, he's not helping the linemen out. See, as a D-line who goes and, prep and, and prepares for the Falcons, as a defensive line, I'm saying, hey, I know my assignment is to do this, but I might as well do a pass rush move. I might as well pin my ears back, put my foot in the ground, and rush every time. Because... If nine times out of ten, they're about to pass it. So when you talk about, oh, our line sucks, I don't think our line sucks. We're just not keeping the defense true. There's not a defender who's worried about the screen. There's not. A, and when I say defender, I'm just talking about D-lines. There's not a D-lineman worried about, oh, I need to get off this block quick and go to the flats to stop the screen. Oh, I need to backpedal because it's a short pass. None of that. They don't have to worry about none of that. They literally pin their ears back and go every time. Just working the linemen, and that does not help the linemen. It doesn't help the defense. It doesn't help the offensive play caller. All because your running back is not producing. And and you look at the game, the uh, the first game against the Aints. We beat them by running the ball. We had a good we had a good formula there, and you went away from that formula. The two games that you had an outstanding game was you ran the ball. When you beat Carolina, how you beat them. Special teams play. You're running the ball. You beat the Saints. You're running the ball. And then you come to this game and you give it. And I can't even say that they, they shied away because they gave him 17 carries. They usually give him like eight, but they stuck with it. 17 carries for 51 yards. That is terrible. He is terrible. Get that guy out of there. He is the reason why we look like this. You talk about on first down, you give it to Devontae Freeman. And he gets one to two yards. So now it's second down, 
and nine, second and ten, and you have to throw it. That is a lack of production. You're playing behind the chains, and that is every drive. Every drive, you're asking Matt Ryan to throw, essentially throw you down the field because your running back is not going to get you down the field. And early on, you look at the games, the Vikings, the games, the Colts games. They ran the ball. That is how you win championships. That is how you win Super Bowls. You don't win Super Bowls with a quarterback. You win with a running back and a defense. Those will take you to the Super Bowl. Notice every Super Bowl quarterback, they have, they're not mobile. Everybody's like, go get a mobile quarterback. The game's changed. The game has not changed. And y'all want to see how much the game's not changed? See who wins the Super Bowl this year. And I got another thing that I'm going to touch on. Because there's a quarterback out here doing crazy things. And, uh, and uh, Lamar Jackson, he's going to win the MVP race. But he wants to be called a quarterback? Hey, he is number eight right now in rushing yards. To me, that is a running back. They run the veer. And I so hate it for him. Because uh, I, I I'm on his side. I'm on his side. But I'm going to be on his side the right way. Lamar, you are a running back. You are doing it with a run game with Mark Ingram. Yeah, he throws too. And he throws a lovely ball. So don't take that away from him. And don't think that I'm taking that away from him. I'm just saying how he's doing it is running the ball. So when you see him win, if he wins the championship this year, watch. He, Mark Ingram, they're going to run the ball. You have to run the ball to control the game. The Falcons don't do that. We cannot control the game. We cannot control the clock. If we score, it's real quick. Or we're three and out. We don't milk clock. We can't run the ball and get yards and time off the clock. We just get time off the clock, which sucks because we need more football. We need more time. You see what I'm saying? It all it falls on Devontae Freeman. His lack of production the last three years, his lack of blocking in the Super Bowl, because he had a good year in the Super Bowl, but I, I think that is a lot of lot to do, a whole lot to do with Cal Shanahan. Um, it, just, it just all falls on him. I'm ready to move on from him. I'm ready to just get him out of a Falcons uniform. Move on. Get a running back. Everybody wants to go get a D lineman or a lineman. No. I think everybody will look better when you have a running back who can control how long you're on the field, can control downs, can control the game, the flow of the game, the clock of the game. You, When you're third and four and you have the opportunity to say, hey, I can give it to my running back because I know he's going to give me four yards. Instead of it's third and three and we're in shotgun, you're asking Matt Ryan to throw for three yards? And not only, see, and it was a lot of breakdowns. Like I said, on that last drive, the coaches broke down because we're going for a touchdown. And I think it was third and 10. And he called three of his, three of the wide receivers had like five-yard routes. Three of the five receivers were check downs. So that means that play was specifically designed for one player. And if they double on him, it's over. That was coaching. Also, coaching is uh, not taking Devontae Freeman out. We saw in the last game, in the la- in the two-span games of the, the Aints in Carolina where we blew them out, what was the difference in that game? The run game. The running worked. Brian Hill was scoring touchdowns. Quadra Allison was looking good. We were running the ball well. That is the difference in the game. So if you want to blame anybody for this season, I truly believe the blame falls for lack of production, a lack of effort, it falls on Devontae Freeman. The last couple of seasons have. 
when you talk about complimentary football, I think the defense, they played uh, well. Um, it's hard when Drew Brees gets the ball on the 10. Of course, he's going to score. So you take away those seven points, and you add the missed field goal and the missed extra point. I'm telling you, that's a different game. Even with Matt Ryan's three interceptions. So despite of Matt Ryan's of his three mess-ups, you still had a chance to win late in the game. So he's not the reason we're losing. Why can't people understand? He is not the reason we're losing. Was this one of his worst games? Probably. I think this is one of his worst games. But I don't think it was I don't think it was because of his play. I think it was because he was really trying to do too much. He had to worry about too much. He had he had guys that were on the field that, that haven't played this many minutes at number 13, 14, and I forget the other receiver. Um, this is Calvin Ridley's first big game without Julio. That's kind of big, so he had to worry about him, which really handled himself. I loved it. Nine catches for, like, 91 yards or eight catches for 91 yards. It was lovely. But he had no help on offense. He had no running back to help him out. He had no tight end to help him out. He had another rece- He didn't have another receiver to take pressure off of him. So when you talk about, like, an offense playing help ball, nobody was playing. It was just Matt giving all he got, getting sacked nine times, and Calvin Ridley. The running back didn't help you out. The backup tight end didn't help you out, even though he ended up scoring. But by accident, if you look at that play, it was two players in the same vicinity. That's not supposed to happen. That's that's a cluttered mess. That means somebody messed up. I'm telling you, if you, because it was a tight end and receiver right 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 next to him, he caught it, fell into the end zone, did that little ugly dance. That was an accident. I saw that play. That was an accidental play. Somebody messed up that route. They'll review it. But so when you look back on this season and you say, dang, why did they lose to the well, these people though can run the ball and, and we can't. You see the Vikings, the Vikings can run the ball. We saw uh the Titans, Derrick Henry, he can run the ball. When it's third and four, and as a defense, and I'm going against the Falcons and it's third and four, you think my defense coordinator's like, nah, I wonder what they about to do. No, they about to throw the ball. Ain't no way they running the ball. You talk about offensive coordinator for us, he's sitting there flipping through plays like, dang, what can I call? Well, I can't call run plays, so that's all passing. Matt, you got to be something special. Quarterbacks don't win you 16 games. At most, they win you four games, playoffs included. At most, they win you four games. Running back win you some games. Receivers win you like two games. Your tight end wins you some games. Your defense wins you some games. Your special teams win you some games. It is a group effort. That's why I've never understood why everybody's like, oh, Tom Brady's the best quarterback. Because if you take away all the other pieces, Tom Brady is not the best passer of the ball. He's going to dip and dunk, throw throw, uh, slants and outs. He's going to do that all day. Aaron Rodgers is really going to sling that thing. You're going to see Aaron really air it out. And Aaron does not have the most help. Out of all the quarterbacks, Aaron has the least help. Phillip Rivers, is a, he has the least help, but he's kind of on the wind down. But Aaron is, is like at his prime and has the least help. So you're going to see him do the most spectacular. Russell Wilson is probably the only player that can come to mind right now that I can ask to win me eight, nine, ten games, and he do it. He's spectacular. If you've ever heard my, my top five quarterbacks, and I really stop at three, it is Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback I've ever seen play. He just ain't on my team, so you ain't going to keep hearing me say it. Second is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is spectacular. And then there's right there at three, there's Matt Ryan. I'm telling you, at passing the ball. He's better than Mahomes. 
He's better than uh, Deshaun Watson. He's better than uh, Lamar Jackson at throwing the ball. He is better than all of them players. He's better than, he's better than Drew Brees. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Drew Brees has Sean Payton. Sean Payton is an offensive guru. Tom Brady has Bill Belichick, a guru. A guru. These are like, I'm talking about masters. These are master Jedis at offense. Uh, of course they're going to go crazy. Matt doesn't have that. He did in Kyle Shanahan, and you saw what he did. He broke records that year. Records. That's not something. See, you, 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 don't, you can't play above your talent in football. You either meet it or you play below it. So for him to do that for 16 games, his talent is of that. Don't sit here and tell me, oh, that was a fluke year. That was Kyle Shanahan. No, his talent is of that. That is what his talent has. But on a football team, you need help around you. You can't do it all by yourself. That's, that's the, the premise of a team. Somewhere in the years, we have made this idea that in football, a quarterback wins you everything. It's a quarterback league and, and all of this. That may be kind of true. But Nick Foles won a Super Bowl against Tom Brady. You know why? Because his team helped him out. His running backs were kept running the ball. His defense was playing outstanding. They played complimentary football. That's what it takes to win. And it takes, on. listen, you need a running back, a tight end, and a defense. Those are the magical formulas of a Super Bowl. Not a mobile quarterback. Everybody's saying, the game's changed. I need a mobile quarterback. No. Because the formula is tried and true. There's not a mobile quarterback that has won a Super Bowl yet. I think I think Lamar Jackson will be the first. But if you look at how he's doing it, how is he doing it? Running the ball. They run the veer. They're selling out. Whether he likes it or not, he can say whatever he wants. And I'm on the Lamar Jackson train. He is a running back. I ain't taking nothing away from his arm. But when you talk about a dude who's eighth in rushing yards between all running backs, talk about a, a dude who, like, three of these games, he's outrushed. The opposing team's rushing yards, he's doing it running the ball. Whether he likes it or not, he is a running back. He is a running back, okay? I'm going to look up his stats, see how many touchdowns he has this year. Uh, let's see. So, I, I'm saying all this to say that... Uh, That's what we need. Okay, hold on, let's see. We need a, I say all this to say, running back. You get a running back, you fix half of our, you fix almost all of our problems. Okay, so let's see. 23. Um, right now, where is he at? Ryan has 20 touchdowns. Where is Lamar Jackson? Can't be on that bad. Where is he at? Lamar Jackson is 18 out of all quarterbacks. 18. 18.
with 25 touchdowns. I'm just rushing. I can't. I'm looking for his rushing yards, but let's see. Let's go. Let's just go to rushing just for the time being. Rushing. Lamar Jackson is number nine. He's number nine. It's 32 teams. He is number nine. So, you see what I'm saying? He's running the ball. So, you have to to win. You have to run the ball. That is why Baltimore, Baltimore has an amazing defense. They have two tight ends, one for, one for blocking, one hybrid who can block and catch. They have a great running back, a quarterback who can throw. He has the ability to throw, but he also is a running threat. They run the veer. If you're familiar with the veer, that's like a triple option every play. That means Lamar has the option every play to hand it off, throw it, or run the ball. It's designed like that. Okay, so they're selling out for the run. You have to be able to run the ball to win championships. So when I talk about a mobile quarterback, Lamar's doing it different because he's he's going they're going way back. So if he ends up winning the Super Bowl, which I won't say I doubt it because it's a baller. That's a guy that I would never bet against. I would never bet against Lamar Jackson. Never. So I'm not going to sit here and definitively tell you that it's tried and true that a a, mo, a, a mobile quarterback won't win you the game. But if he does, it's gonna be it's gonna have to be like that. A mobile quarterback, like a Deshaun Watson, or a, a, I guess a I mean a Cam Newton. You know what I mean? Those guys they won't win you a Super Bowl. So stop telling me Atlanta needs a mobile quarterback because a mobile quarterback has not won a Super Bowl. The one it's it's the same type of team format: defense, quarterback. Running back, tight end, a top receiver hasn't. Even, that's why I'm not so high on Julio. Ooh, Julio's it, Julio. You, I haven't seen a top receiver win a Super Bowl at his prime. Because that's not the formula of winning a championship game. Go look at all the look. Look at him. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl with Alshon Jeffries as his number one target. Come on now, Tom Brady has won six Super Bowls with white guys as his top target. Don't sit here and tell me we need this. We need a mobile quarterback. We need no. Peyton Manning has won two Super Bowls with two different teams. Come on now. I know. I listen to me, okay? And uh, I'm gonna I'm dive in it because I mean I got a lot of time. We're playing meaningless football. Um, the season is officially over. Um, a lot of you guys felt like it was over five or six weeks ago, maybe. Uh, Statistically, not necessarily, but uh, the way they played, they have felt like it's been over, um, which is pretty sad. Um, but yeah, I'm done with my little rant, and I'm going to get back to y'all this year. I mean, this uh, week, probably do a lot more podcasts than I have in the past, just because of what's going on right now, a lot going on in the league. Um, shout out to Deshaun, Jack, Deshaun Watson, he just beat the Patriots. Um, but what's special about the Patriots is uh, when you beat them, they, they find out how and why and fix it. So we'll see later on in the season what it'll come down to. I'll give my predictions a little bit later um, as far as who am I, who's going to be my team, who I endorse for the Super Bowl. But uh, for now, man, it's just like, yeah. what do we do? And my next podcast will be that. What should Atlanta do? Who should we get rid of? Who uh, goes? And I'll be a little bit cutthroat. 
Um, so it'd be like a worst scenario, best scenario. Um, and uh, thank you for listening. Like I said, uh, always give me feedback, even though I don't listen to it. Um, go back and listen to all my podcasts, and I just don't have one. Um, who that? Uh, I've got great reviews. A lot of people say that's my best one. Um, I got an interview in there uh, at the table. Um, another interview coming up very, very, very soon. So that's what I got to look forward to. Uh, but just, yeah, support me. Share this out. Send it to everybody. Um, uh, talk about it. This is just, you know, fun. This is my craft. So thank you for listening, all Dirty Barber fans and non-fans. So I uh, appreciate y'all.